Cav BL Radio is here. It is about 12.45-ish on Tuesday. Uh, Psycho updated last night. We're looking for... This might be the first time in, in years, obviously since before the Kings, but even like the year that the Kings won, like you had the Lions that were expected to win. You had the Heat who lost a couple of years. Like If you go back, I don't know that there's been a season that you're going into that like... I, Ricky and I were talking today. Like, I don't know who the best team in Maynard is. Maynard, that was weird. Um, it can be, you know, and I'll, I'll go over all that through this. Hopefully, just one fucking hour. Um, I mean, Landros, you you have the top guys, and I think that the Raptors are the favorite. But it, it's, you know, it's not as shot. You saw the jump that Fallwall took, you know. So if the Hornets come out, who's their best matchup? So. Uh, just going to go through real quick. Uh, I'm going to touch on every team if I can. But before I start, uh, I told Mike I would do it whenever his team died. Um, and it kind of looks like that, even though apparently Mike has told me that, that Smath is wavering again on a deal he offered. But basically what he did, I don't know if we'll see it replicated. I mean, he in he'll admit it too. He got super lucky with progressions and the timing. And then, um, you know, Divine resigning when it didn't look like he would. Jodson walking was weird. Um, but, yeah, so congrats to him. Um, I hate him for it because now I'm chasing I'm chasing two and our personal little uh, our, our little bullshit that we have on the side. But um, he put together a good team, and, you know, he ended up making – I know Goulet has talked about this, but the moves he made on the side were as impressive as letting the team grow because, I mean, there's only – you know, he didn't have any hand in the prog- – in the progression, it's like he drafted Divine and Traver, he traded for Jodson, and then they just kind of blew up. But, like, the move to get Baker, I think, I don't know, he gave up three firsts or four firsts to Ricky, and I'm pretty sure he got blasted in the chat for giving up that many firsts. And then he had still been bad, and he drafted Sullivan. Or I don't know what came first. But Sullivan worked on the first team. It wasn't working, so he, he flipped it. And I don't think it was necessarily Sullivan. I think that him losing Prince in the year that he lost in the first round was, I think, an underrated and under-discussed aspect. I think that he... That Prince doesn't do a ton. Like, Prince isn't great, but he passes and he gets steals. And, like, he can score. Like, Rugens has no points. And he doesn't get nearly as many assists. So, like, I think the slight drop-off against a weirdly constructed team... Just hurt him. The the little the less passing hurt him. So I think that that went underrated. I think if Prince was healthy, he beats that. You know, does he get to the finals? Does he play the Hornets again? I think so. I mean, the Warriors got trounced. They took a game, I think. But I, that would have been a fun matchup because those were two teams that you never saw face off, and they were kind of you know good at the same time. But kudos to him. Um, you know, three titles in four years. He, you know, he had told me today that he he wanted Jotson to come back because. He didn't even care if he could win a title. He wanted to beat Bubbles' five-year streak that I guess KJ had put in the in the chat. But he said that he was a couple off. Um, but clearly, uh, the end of the dynasty, this is, I think, the best one in this version. Um, the Lions winning two and losing in the finals when Bo got hurt was probably the second best run. And then there's a multitude of others. Um, I'll throw my own hat in the ring the year... Your uh, Sonics and I got back-to-back finals. The Clippers fed a bunch. The Heat have gone to a couple finals with different teams. So there's been a bunch of, like, 
one or two year, but for a four year stretch, um, they were the one seed. And for the last three, I mean, he won every year, I think by 10 games or, or at least close to that. Um, I don't think we'll, we'll see that again for a while. Um, but yeah, all right, moving forward, I'm going to be clicking on these teams and giving like an actual what I see. Um, Celtics went 40 and 42 last year, and I don't think they did a hell of a lot. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, their team more or less looks similar. He's got Clayton, Marsh. Clayton, we all know my, my hate relationship. Khan is kind of done. Uh, I mean, his offense is kind of done. His defense is still there, seven eight five six with the 41 steal. I mean, he's not great, but and he doesn't have a lot of options. He's got Marsh, who is slowly, not even slowly, just declining. He's got Sand, um, and he's got Hugh, who are the two really good players. I mean, but they only won 40 games, and, you know, as we've talked about in the chat just this morning, like, Landros is getting better. Like, I do not project the Celtics as a playoff team. And they don't have their pick this year. I don't know where it is. Is that something that the Lakers have, maybe? They got... No, because they got Raptors picks. I have no idea who has the Celtics pick, but I'm projecting it to be a lottery. Um, I think there's seven locks for the playoffs in Landros. Nuggets, Rockets, Bucks, Raptors, Hornets... Pacers, 76ers. So that leaves six teams on the outside. The Cavs, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Lakers, the Grizz, and the Lions. Now the Lions and the and the Bulls are the only two teams that like, you know, shouldn't push for the 40 win total, presumably. Um But yeah, I, I think that it's gonna be a fight for for the eight seed and with LGC not really being around, he can't help his team. You know, he says, I'm around for 20 minutes, send me a trade, and then he's gone for three days. So we'll see. I mean, he might be better off if he's handing out a lotto anyway, just giving out a lotto and trading off. So we'll see. Um, onto my team, drafted Barkley, and then added Mayor in the, the uh, yeah, you know where uh, UFA. Um, my lineup will be real simple. It'll be Timkins, Barkley, Mayor, Stone, Mercer. I picked up Sampson for a couple bench minutes, and then Kingston off the bench. And Barkley is going to back up the two and the three, or the one and the three. So real simple to start. See how Mayor fits. If you know it looks like we're going to be able to push for the playoffs, then you know I, I kind of stay the course. If if it looks like I'm still just puttering, then Mayor will go, and I'll, I'll stay young. So, um, you know, I, I've made offers at both D- Divine and Sand. Not sure that, you know, either will get, I'm not looking to, to completely throw away my future, but we'll see moving forward. Um, projecting right around, I would say Celtics win-loss is like 38 37 and a half. I would say the Cavs is 37 and a half. I think that they're trending in different directions. Um, and I, I would take the under on the Cavs for the pure fact that if it doesn't work in the first two Sims, Mayor is gone. And we're not winning 38 games without him. Uh, Nuggets, I projected at 56 wins last year. They won 55. 
Uh, clearly the under hit, but it did not hit by by much. Um, he's kind of running back the same core. Uh, he's, he took Kittles, which I'm happy about because I ended up getting Mayor out of it. But, um, yeah, he's running back the same team. I don't remember exactly where they got in the finals last year. Cromwell was a nice addition. Um, Barber's still a stud. Um, the one thing with him is, and I don't know what minutes Deed's getting, but outside of Paxton, his, like, his lineup doesn't really steal. Like, if you go Prince, Paxton, Kittles, Barber, Barber Cromwell, and then you, you flip it around and you have, I don't even know who you bring off the bench, maybe Mizra, Lausanne. Like, Lausanne has some, but, like, Paxton is 63, Kittles has 43, and nobody else has above 20 in their starting lineup. Oh, Cromwell is 33. So, like... Them not producing steals, I think, is their biggest issue in some of these games. So uh, I'm going to reject them at 56 wins again because they're right in the middle of, of this conference. So we'll say 56 and a half. So Rockets are on the rise. Um, Daniels is a bona fide superstar at this point. I've talked about him uh, in the past. All they had to do last year, they, they inserted Rugido, Rugo, yeah, I don't know how the fuck to say his name, and, uh, you know, Nelson's a, Nelson's a good center, he rebounds, he gets some blocks, some steals, plays solid defense, just got an overall, like, balanced team, at some point, this might be the guy that has to, like, go and make an addition if he really wants to make some noise in, in the conference, but, you know, Daniels being only 24 and being as good as he is. How many points did he average last year? Tw- almost 26. Uh, that should probably go up. Probably 27, 28 this year. So be real fun to see um, his team. And it's funny. So Daniels is, um, I think he's on the second year of that, that second contract or whatever, the, the RFA contract at 13. And Lemon, who's older, is a is RFA after this season. Just a funny little little thing. How young Daniels actually is, and how good he already is. Um, there when they won fifty five games last year. Um, I just don't. I think that with the bottom of the conference getting better, I'm going to set their win total at fifty one and a half. Um, I would take the over just because they have the better player with Daniels, but. You know, who knows? Who knows where they go? Um, Bucks, they were 41 and 41 last year, and they've already made a big trade. They took Trauber from from the uh, the Kings for Shoko and Callahan. Um, I mean, Trauber is, a, in my opinion, an upgrade over Callahan. The argument of Shoko, I think, is still to be seen and he has a lot of his weird fucking players still and he still has that that guy Shannon you know 5946 solid 2G right there but um you know Shannon's more of a defensive role player that that scores based on volume not on efficiency but you know what efficiency might not matter as much as everyone makes it out to be when it's only a shot or two a game as Goulet has said um 
Albright just looks not good. Um, you know, he was like the second and the third pick a couple of years ago. And he just looks like he looks exactly like he was on draft day. So curious what kind of minutes he gets there. Um, it's just some weird players that find ways to make to make it work, including McCoyle, who got that contract and kind of got Bubbles got shit on for it. And sure enough, you know, it, it works out more or less. Um, I'm going to project him at 43 and a half wins. I just, I don't know that outside of Trauber that he has enough scoring to really make it, make it last, um, more than he did last year. Like, I think that what you see is you see a 500 team and then come based on playoffs, he can move his, I don't want to say minutes, his shot distribution and his defensive assignments around because he has so much flexibility in his lineup outside of McCoyle that he's a much harder matchup in the playoffs than he is during the regular season. And Rick, Ricky seemed, like, confused by it, but I think that just sometimes he just doesn't score enough. Like, he's going to lose to bad teams just for the pure fact that one guy is going to have a good game against him and he's not going to score with them. Um, so I'm saying 43 and a half. I don't think it's like a massive jump. I think he's in the playoffs. I think he's a six, seven, eight seed, and I think he's not someone you want to play in the playoffs. Uh, the Raptors. Uh, there's not much to talk about here. Air, Zampa, Lou, Cole. Um, if he has any like real weakness, it's on the, the, the at the point guard position. I mean. I know his point guard's got to be projecting to be uh, Devils. So, you know, maybe that's at some point you make a move because he has literally zero passing on this team. His assist from just everybody. And Dave Smith is tied with Hoarder for, for assist. 42-30-43-23-23-18-15-18-25-6-5. That's his entire roster. So he's going to need to find passing somewhere. And I know, you know, people might say passing's overrated because there's there's been teams that have scored without passing. But when two of your scores are big men, I just I feel like there has to be more like when Sand is the point guard and he shoots that much, like I just don't think it matters. But when you have a center or power forward, like I, I'm curious what their percents look like without as much passing. Um, 71 wins last year. I'm going to drop them without knowing. I'm going to say 69 and a half. I don't think they get to 70. I'm going to take the under. Um, just due to pure regression, I think that, you know, not having the point guard, not knowing what you're doing the first couple of sims, I'm sure he'll play around because he knows that he's, you know, he should be the one seed, him or I'm going to project the Hornets up there just because of Falwell. But outside of those two, like, I, there's nobody in, in Landros that's going to really compete for the one or the two. Um, out, well, 76ers too, but I'll talk about them. I, uh, so I'm going to take the under. I think that he's going to have to go out and find a point guard. And like Ricky said last year, it, you know, it was last year just a fluke with his defense being that good without his – like his overall team defense is good, but he doesn't have post post defense at power forward or center. So you know, will that come back to bite him with better teams? We don't know. We'll see. But I think they're the title favorites. But 
you know, right now, I don't think they're as much of a lock as they have been to get to the finals as they, they were in years past just because, like, their secondary guys have gotten worse. Like, Cole's nothing special. Um, Patterson took, like, a massive hit to all of his defense, and he doesn't really have a, a point guard. So, moving forward, uh, you know, I, I'll never count out Chile, and Chile and I have plenty of conversations about what, you know, things he does, and I'm never going to count him out. But, um, yeah, right now I think that's going to take him a few sims to figure out, and I wouldn't be shocked if out of the gate he, he's one of the teams that loses a few games, shockingly. Um, all right, the Hornets went 16-22, and Falwell said, I want to be the best player in the league, and he got some boosts. Um, on top of the fact that he's a matchup nightmare with the nine drive, you know, he's high volume, high efficiency, high free throw. His three GA, I, I, I'm going to look it up while we're, while we're here. Um, Falwell... Let's see. I can't search. Can I do it on my phone? It's funny that it works on the phone, but it doesn't work on the laptop. It doesn't make any sense to me. Fall well. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, so he, yeah, so his progressions, uh, seven, plus seven on 2G, plus three on 2G percent. He lost free throw percent, but uh, his three point was 15 and 12. So he was a 30, 31, and now he's a 45, 43. What that's going to do to his team, I mean, and he still shot over his rating last year. He shot 35%. So if he shoots close to his rating, and he shot three and a half threes a game last year at 31. So say that goes up by, you know, maybe he shoots 4.7, he shoots 40%. I mean, you're looking at just a point jump there, not including the, the progression on the offense. He averaged 26 a game. I say he averages close to 30 this year. Um, I think that... They are very well-rounded. I actually um, I don't know who they're going to start at small forward. They picked up that the guy that the Kings had, Franson, who has three titles, maybe brings the championship caliber. But I think that this is the biggest threat to the Raptors. Um, you know, we don't have to talk about Doyle. Doyle's a, a stud at, at point guard. Lasecki is a very good shooting guard. Um and yeah, they're just a well-rounded team. I'm I'm curious moving forward what what um if they make any moves to shore up their their starting lineup. Wentz is good, but yeah, he um I I think he's the the two seed. I have him at sixty two and a half wins, and then I have him being the one that can challenge the Raptors come the finals or come the Eastern the Landros finals. Uh, on to the Bulls. Um, the Bulls are one of two teams in this conference that will not sniff the playoffs. Um, they got the guy Morris, um, who's a good, good, decent player. He's got um, 700. He's got 7 posty. He's got 
some rebounding, shoots a three a little bit. So we'll see. Um, he's still holding on to, to Gargan and Johns, who's 45, is still rostered and getting paid, you know, three mil a year. It's not a bad gig. Um, he still has Stales, who's trash, but, you know, can win you games. And then my guy... Teddy Vincent, who for some reason I like, and I don't know if it's the three position, but his defense is looking better, uh, nine six six eight. So we'll see. Um, expecting nothing much out of this team, but um, yeah, he could. He'll he'll win some games he shouldn't. Uh, definitely lose every game on the road, and there's that. Um, but he finally has his picks back. And KJ, we we pray that you keep it that way for a few seasons. All right, Pacers. Pacers have made a ton of moves. Um, They made that big trade with the Thunder. They got Wagstaff and Bradley. I think they got Giacometti in that deal. Um, Giacometti's ratings are nice. He's got the assists. He's got the shooting. His D isn't great. But he just, I think he can play point guard. But he just, I guess he shoots all right. Maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on him. I'm not the biggest Giacometti fan, but maybe it's because I don't like him at point guard. Maybe I think he's, I don't know. He's a weird player, still young. You know what? I actually like him better, and I, I think that Crest has a decent, fun little team around him. He's got Vialba, Sudbury, Wagstaff. Yeah, so I assume that his lineup will look something like Giacometti, Sudbury, Vaba, Wagstaff, Bradley. Ton of rebounding, a lot of passing, a lot of shooting. Um, just not, like, looking down, they just don't force turnovers. And um, maybe the rebounding will, will, will win out on that, but... We'll see. Even outside of Bradley, though, they don't really have rebounders. Wagstaff doesn't rebound. Giacometti is horrific. Vialba and Sudbury are, like, decent. But um, he went – it's hard to project him this year. He went 48-34. and 34. Um, I'm going to say 47 and a half wins. I, I don't think he got worse. He's just a much different team. And I'm not a Sudbury fan. Um. Mostly because I like steals out of my wings. I think I've made that very clear. So, yeah, I think that that'll be the fun, the fun argument moving forward, is what what does he do to to create turnovers and if he can, if the offensive rebounds really matter that much, that they can overcome that, um, because he does have some higher ORB, although not all of them play. So we'll see. Uh, 47 and a half for Crest. Um, the Lakers, Lakers made the splash. They added Jodson. They also, I think they had like four picks in the top 20 or something. They added, in order, they added Jones, who people covet. His D1 through 9s are really good. He's got steel and block, and he can play shooting guard through power forward. Um, Armisen, who's just a scorer, um, solid small forward. Mookie Smalls, who's a top rebounder with blocks and an efficient scorer. And then Evan Moore, who's just a, a three-point shooter. 76-47. 76-47 for Moore. Did he go on 
Where did he get picked? Yeah, we only, he went first pick around two. So even if if he you know shoots forty three percent, he's going to be a useful useful player. Now he doesn't do anything else, so in my opinion, he's more of just a, a bench gunner. But and then they added Francis, who his slash line assist deal turnover seventy one fifty five fifty four, and his D is okay. I, I I have them on like the cost of the the eight seed. Because um, with Jodson, I just think that he's going to win you games regardless, and he's got a little bit of defense everywhere. Um, I'm going to say that he's going to be the nine seed. Um, I'm going to say 36 and a half wins for the Lakers. Um, I would take the over just because I think that if he's teetering and he. Did he trade his pick? Yeah, he doesn't seem to have his pick this year. So I think that he would trade off some of the young guys for somebody viable now to not give out a lotto pick. But as constructed, 36 and a half. Just because you're not even really sure what you're getting out of all the rookies. You don't know until you see them if they shoot percents, if they shoot better. You know, if Jones or Francis is high foul and they're not on the court a ton, then, you know, they're not going to be clearly as valuable as when they're on the court. So until you see it, it's just it's hard to, to judge. Um, all right, the Grizz made some offseason moves. Um, he's got Elio. He's got um, B-Rat. He's got Ballard, who's probably who's definitely going to be his power forward. He passes, he rebounds, he blocks, a solid scorer. And then he's got um, the guy that the the Suns had, Granis. Granis. Um, one thing that you know, Elio's very good. I guess they they play D. Okay, who's his small forward going to be? It's going to be Raffoff, right? Get the rebounding, some steals, good defense. He's got good team defense. Now, you know, this will be a good a good test case, and if it matters, um, I'm actually picking the Grays to be the eight seed this year. I think that um, I'm going to set their mark at 41 and a half. So I'm picking them as the eight seed. I think that they have just enough. I think Ballard adds enough to their team to, to push them over the top. Uh, I like their roster better than the, the Lakers right now because you at least know what some of these guys are. I like it better than the Celtics because at least, you know, he Allrim, if he's nothing else, he's active. So if he's close, you know he's going to make a move. Uh, I like his team better than mine for the, the fact that, like, you know what you're getting out of the shooting guard. Um and in your center, you have two two scoring options where I have Mercer, and I'm not quite sure where I'm getting the rest of my points from. Um, so, yeah, they're my pick. I'm going to say 41 and a half. And uh, I, would, I would actually take the under, but I, I think that 41 is going to be what gets the eight seed. <clears throat> so, um, all right, 76ers. They went 61 and 21, and they didn't do a whole lot in the offseason. Um, they're kind of hum-ho. Bjornsson is still 
a stud, 6660. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put them at 16 and a half, right where they were. There's not a ton to say about this. Um, Beavis is good, but you know he still struggles on the wings. I think that he loses an advantage on the wings. McDavid's not amazing defensively. Uvenin's not amazing defensively. Um, you know, if he has to play, he has Cook, but if he has to give minutes to Sanderson, I guess it's not awful. His offense is still really good. You know, he just he doesn't have a ton outside of Cook of playable guys that get steals, and it, I, I think it really does matter. And I I will always, especially come a playoff series when you can target certain guys. Like if you have a, a guy that turns the ball over a lot, but you can play him on Uvenin in the playoffs who has 19 steal like it's not going to kill you as much as it would normally and i think that matters come playoff time on one-on-one matchups uh 16 and a half i'll take the under just because the conference got better um but yeah bjornson is on his way i'm sure he, i think he won the mvp last year he came in second oh barber won it he won it two years ago so i mean i think he'll be a top three player in the league but you know there's no no precedent for for this team to you know they, I think they've lost as the two seed the last two years in the first round. Bucks and Pacers have gotten them. So without moves, I just I don't see them as a title contender. They're going to be fun in the playoffs. They're going to score, but at the end of the day, I just don't I don't see them making making a ton of noise come playoff time. They're almost like the opposite of the Bucks, where like they're sexy come come regular season. They put up all these numbers, but then they get to the playoffs and they just they, they crap out. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if if Aaron makes a move. Um, last in the in the Landros is the Lions. They had the fifth pick. They they took Brunson, who ended up being an eighteen year old with a slash run of eighty sixty nine fifty. Um, offensively, he's a five seven one nine. Defensively, he's a four seven one eight. So he's got. Solid base, one through nines. He shoots efficiently enough that he's not going to murder you. He doesn't really rebound. But pair him with the other, the the center who who rebounds and passes. You know, once they get a ton of scoring on the wing, it's, they're going to have guys passing them from every angle and then Brunson getting the steal. Um, he's in for a longer-ish rebuild. Um, but two two picks in, two guys that are good. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where he stands in a couple seasons. He won 15 last year. I'll say he wins 18 this year, so 18.5. I'll take the under just because I think he's going to be the worst in this conference, and I, I'm not positive it's going to be all that close. And I don't think Drizzy really cares either. I think he knows he's not competing, so he's not going to go out and you know make DC tweaks to make sure that he wins an extra game or two. All right, so for Landros... I have the Raptors 1, the Hornets 2, 76ers 3, the Nuggets 4, the Rockets 5, the Pacers 6, the Bucks 7, and the Grizz 8. With Lions, Celtics, or not Lions, Lakers, Celtics, Cavs, Bulls, Lions is the 5 out in that order. So we'll see. At least I have it, you know, I can come back and compare at the end of the season because I think we all make 
predictions, but they're in the chat. And after, you know, a month of, of talks throughout everything, it, they kind of get lost. So it's fun being able to come back and look and listen and, and yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> we got the Warriors. They are, they were 40 and 42 last year. They gave up a lotto pick, and they don't have their pick this year. Um, Beaumont Cruz resigned. He's got Tidwell, Selby, Carl Matthews, and Van Axel. Uh, he's going to be right around this. Maynard is a disaster. I think that every team is going to have a very close plus-minus, and it's going to be the moves in season that matter more so than what the team looks like now. Um you know, he's he's definitely just treading water until he gets his pick back next year. I, I don't think there's much to it. Beaumont surviving um, and not getting killed in TC. At least he's a viable option. He should score. Um, Tidwell has a steal. You know, he he's going to be a much lower-paced team than what... Um, he's going to need to be a much lower-paced team. He wants to compete. I just don't know that he can be. So uh, I'm going to put his over-under at 37 and a half. Um, I have him out of the playoffs at this point. I have him, um, yeah, 37 and a half, and I'm going to take the under just because I think other teams are going to get better. Because um, as you go through this, there's really the only teams not, quote-unquote, trying in this, divi- in this, you know, the Jazz, the Suns, and, I mean, if the Kings fi- do sell off Divine, but right now Divine's rostered, and if he goes into Sim 1 and he wins games, I just I don't know that he'll sell off. But those are the only three three teams, you know, that if, if Divine does get traded that are not trying, and I think that all the other teams are most likely better than the, the Warriors, so... Uh, the Heat, he ended up signing Rosado, which is nice because he needed a point guard. Sorry. Um, he's got Smart, too. So he's got two, like, older point guards. They pass enough. Um, his, his whole roster is young. Uh, outside of the two point guards, he's got Higgins, who's 25, Hammers, who's 24, and that's pretty much it. He signed Market, who is god-awful, but... Everyone seems to still like him, but I haven't liked him. I, I liked it. It benefited me when he joined the Hawks a couple of years ago, and I just I don't think he's all that good. Um, his numbers for the Clippers last year were not great. So um, I really like Higgins, but his age, you know, for me to go after just doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, Hall can shoot, but he doesn't have a ton else. Watson, I think, is pretty clear a stud. Uh, Collins, I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, I was hoping he'd be better, but I think in reality, you're going to need those defensive one through nines to spike, and he's going to have to either get volume or a ton of rebounds to get to be super efficient. Um, he's got Bordeaux. And my and Hughes and Hammers and Crowley and Mason and Matthews. And then he's got the the wing bell, so he's got a ton of guys 
Um, he's going to have to, you know, obviously move some pieces around, go get a point guard, go get another wing for the bench. But for right now, I mean, he's planning on making the playoffs. I don't see any reason why he won't. He has enough. Um, what did he win last year? 29-53 last year. I'm going to put his wins at 42 and a half. But I understand that, you know, if he was to go and add, I'm doing it based on what he is right now. Um, I'm, I would take the over because I think he'll go and add something, whether it be a divine or a, a sand or, or something along that lines. Like, I don't know what, if anything, you know, he will add, but team has constructed right on the eight seed. A lot of these guys are going to be fighting for the eight seed. Um, Knicks. Uh, if you talk to the Knicks, he's going to tell you that he's like the, the class of, of uh, Maynard. And then the next sentence, he's going to tell you that he sucks. So, um, made a lot of moves this offseason. Face value, I didn't hate the red and seven for Rafi. And then, you, you know, then he gave up Bartel. To get seven, he gave up Palmer, who wasn't anything, but it's you don't just want to give up assets. So he gave up four assets for Rafi. And while Rafi's good, it, it he escalated his timeline. He added the scoring that he needed. So his his lineup of Kowalski, Stu, Rafi, Marillo, Danville is really nice. He has zero bench. Like Ralph Simmons is going to get run. Wesson, Wesson is horrific. 37 assists, 19 steal. Like, he can't get run. Like, Simmons has to get that run. He's 54-47. Like, Ryan Stewart's going to get minutes off the bench. Who's He's not awful, but he's not anything, he, you know. I, I don't know. Like, I – he got Pascal, which – he adds the steals, which is what this team desperately needs, which outside of Stu, they don't they just don't do it. So it'll be interesting to see if he like moves things around. Um, either Willie Earl or Ryan Stewart has to play because I don't think he has any other center eligible guys that are, are worthy of getting minutes. So we'll see. Um, I actually I have him pegged lower than than what I think traditional would be although here's the thing though i don't know that when i give the win total that it's gonna be like crazy he won 52 games last year like i'm going to say 50.5 and i don't know i have everything written all over the place so i'll i'll know at the end because i'll move stuff around but like i don't know he he can i wouldn't be shocked if he won 40 games i wouldn't be shocked if he won 57 games like i just don't see it i think that He's underestimating how many shots Stu is actually going to take. And he's not efficient. And just his rebound, like his team rebounding is not amazing enough, especially offensively, that he's going to overcome it. So we'll see. I mean, look, I like Andre. I, you know, I love that he's trying. I just, I don't necessarily, I think he wanted to get into this draft because of all the write ups. And then he trades the draft pick. Plus, probably if you were to do talent, like not talent, but uh, trade value, red has got to be top 10, top 15. Like, I'm not sure there's many GMs around the league that don't love him. 
Um, so yeah, um, it's funny. Mike and Mike and X have both said that his window closed. Like I don't think his window closed because I think Maynard's a fucking shit show. But I don't think that he's as good as he thinks he is necessarily because I also think that he overvalues Kowalski for what his team is. Like if like I've said it before, if Kowalski's steals were higher, he would fit this team so much more. But obviously you can't just add steals to a guy. So I'm going with 50.5 and I'm going to go over. But that's because I think he's not done making moves. Oh, and we can talk about the studio. Not only did he give up Borg, which, whatever, you can argue if you like one or the other for a starting shooting guard spot. But he gave up that Clippers 42, which, look, I had an ex-pick. I thought he was garbage. He made the playoffs. Whatever. It landed me stone, which I'm perfectly happy about. But the thing is, it's more of the asset giving up that the problem is, is that he lost an asset that he can then trade to make his bench better, you know? And I'm not saying I would take this, but, like, he can't even come to me and offer anything for Mayor. Like, he has nothing. He's not giving up anybody in a starting five. And that's kind of where where the problem lies with me for him. But moving forward. Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, Blazers. Um, everyone has said that he always gets... Overrated. Um, I, I'm not a big Parsons fan. Like he's fine. He rebounds. He passes. He block. Uh, gets some steals. Fine. One through nines. Um, Bingham. I, I we've talked about him enough. Enough with Goulet. Fine center. He's got Ori, Evans. He's got that new point guard who's. Solid rebounder, good passing, and the steals are good. Oh, what the fuck just happened? Sorry. can I don't know if you guys can hear me. I think I just muted it somehow. No? All right. And he's got Borg. So he's got, like, a lot of pieces that he can move around, or he can play power forward. Parsons can play center, you know, when you move it around, Myberg, I think he said, is coming off the bench to start. I really like Myberg. He adds, you know, he's he's like obviously worse than Stu, but I like him better than Stu because he's not taking those inefficient shots. So, whatever. Teach their own. Um, yeah. Uh, the problem is he has to play Miles, who I'm not like the biggest fan of, just mostly because he doesn't do anything but score. But, he needs Miles to score in this setup. Um, my, Evans is a guy that, like, I could see averaging what he averaged last year. 17, but he only played 25 minutes a game. Like, if he plays 36 minutes a game, he's going to average 24, 25 just because there's nobody else really shooting on this team. And he's got a lot of passing. Kennington, Borg, um, Myberg, Parsons all pass. So um, I'm going to put him... At 48 and a half. Um, he's going to tell me over by 10. Um, I just think that he 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 actually has a team he knows what he has. Like, we'll get into the Clippers later. But, like, I don't know that they, you know, they're still figuring things out. And they'll make moves. So, uh, next up is going to be the team that I have as the one seed. 
moving for uh moving into next season in Maynard. Um he's got it's the Hawks. Um I'm not saying that he is by far the best. I just think that they have some of the better pieces. Um swept swept the Sonics, who were I think the two seed last year in the playoffs. Um Robido fits in nice at power forward for them. I mean, he has a huge rebounding advantage. Towels, 36-74. Robido, 50-69. Sacks, 57-89. Like, just, they're going to pound you on the boards. He's got the steals all over the place. He's got Pangborn, Sacks, or Pangborn, Bannerman, who I can't stand, but it's fine. Um, Towels has steals. So just, he's he's littered with all these little pieces. Now, you know, Frank's had a good playoffs, but is he really that good? Like, you know, if, if he's trying to upgrade, maybe that's a spot. But, yeah, I have I have them. I think I clearly – I love towels. I love that he literally does everything. He's got 60 assists. He's a rebounder. Like, he's a guy that wouldn't shock me if he had, like, a quadruple-double one game just because his steals are high enough to somehow steal 10 a game. But he has this assists. He has the rebounds. Like, he's so well-rounded. His defense is 78-65. Like, he plays three positions and can defend all three. Maybe not power forward relatively well. But, like, he goes into the finals. He can go right up against Falwell and at least slow him down. Oh, he falls a shit ton. And I don't know what BJ has him set at. But, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Hawks. And they're going to go at 56 and a half, I think I've written. Yeah, 56 and a half. Um, so we will see. Uh, 56 and a half. Where is next? And they went 45, 37 last year. And that jump, I'm probably overestimating them. I'm saying that they're going to jump up 11 wins. I'm, I would take the under, but I just think that they're the one seed. Uh, Sonics are bringing back... I think more or less the exact same team as last year who won 52 games and then, um, yeah, just got swept in the playoffs. He's got Reed on an eight, eight mil contract. Who's not good. Um, they won 52 games last year outside of fair, 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 for, yeah, whatever. I don't love their team. Like Chowski is way, probably way done at this point. Like his, his D isn't there. His offense is inefficient. He has the steals. He has a little bit of blocks. But, yeah, I mean, he's probably better suited for a bench role at this point. I'm sure – I think he'll probably be starting at small forward for them. Um, 52 last year. I'm going to go down to 46.5 this year, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's lower. Um, I'm just not sold on their team. I just don't think they have a ton of scoring. Like, I think that Weston – and Yencho have to carry a ton of their role. Weston's fun. Like, I, I enjoy him because I made him, and it was kind of a fun write-up to do. But his defense is atrocious. But we'll see. He's got the, the volume. He So, who knows? Maybe he shoots efficiently. Um, the one guy you, you I wish he had more volume is not Naganwa. Naganwa? I don't know how to say his name. But... 35-52 at power forward, but he's got no... His posty is eh. It's not even like he's solid anywhere else. He's one one six one. So, yeah. 
So 46.5 for the Sonics. Uh, Wolves are on the rise. Jones had a good year last year. Satan looked good. Twine just can't shoot. Um, Bedlam, Luther. And then he has Lucas Grusecki, um, who it shocks me that he had a 37-point game in his career. But he can pass. He can steal. His defense is solid. He's 25. Um, Yeah, I actually, I really like the Wolves team. I think I'd like it better if Jones was playing uh, point guard and just demolishing people on the post. But he doesn't have the passing for that. So you play Grusecki. Satan can shoot 94-60. And if, like, if Twine could shoot, he shot what last year? Like, 36%. Like, if he could shoot, they'd be, obviously, duh, they'd be much better. But, like, you, you can't really trust them. So, your starting lineup's going to be Grisecki, Jones, Satan, Luther, and Bedlam with not a ton of a bench spot, but I really like their starting five. I actually think their starting five flows really well. Um, Twine off the bench. Now, this team doesn't steal a lot either, and they don't have a ton of passing, but who knows? Maybe Jensen Jensen's minutes with the passing help. So I'm going to go – I know I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to go Wolves at 49.5. Yeah, I'm definitely overrating the, the Hawks as I, as I speak. Let's see. What am I at? Oh, 49. I might have to, like, do the last couple teams on a different one. The last team's the Kings. I don't really give a fuck about them. Clippers. Okay, so they drafted Woods. They got Sugar and Moe. They got Tucci, Collins. They got the guy Brinson I really like. Um, Austin Lane probably going to get some minutes. They got they got Patton, who, who won't die. Um, so, yeah, his... Uh, you know, Tucci was a good get, clearly. He he gave big minutes to the Kings. Brinson's a guy that can rebound and block. He's efficient enough. I, I think that it's interesting what he's, you know, he's put together a really weird team. He's got Gerardo, too, who signed on a really nice deal. Six-year, three-a-year. Like, if he spikes, that's a great deal. Um... It's funny, I know he likes Mo, but I also know that he's not in love with, with Mo as a long-term position at point guard. So, curious what he does moving forward. Um, but this is a team that's going to be, I think, fighting right for that eight seed. I'm going to put them right at, as constructed right now, 43.5. So one win above the Heat. That's as constructed because I think that their D is going to be really good with Sugar. Even Woods is solid enough. Woods rebounds. Collins, Tucci. You know, so we'll see. They're going to turn the ball over. They're going to force turnover. So moving forward, I think that he'll be adding, but I don't think he's in any rush. Like he has his pick this year, but doesn't have it next year. It says. He has his 44, but I'm pretty sure he traded that for Baker, Mike said. So we'll see moving forward what he does. Um, Nets. Ugh. Oh, come on. There we go. Uh, 
They had a McCants. They lost Mayor. They lost... Oh, no. They still have Bailey. They still have Silva. They have AGS. And apparently they might be getting a GM. They got McCants for five a year, who I like. Bailey, 14 a year for three years. He's got Silva's expiring. So he can go a bunch of different ways, but without there being like a, a true GM, I don't really know. I'm going to have him just out of the playoffs. I'm going to have him at 40 and a half. Um, not a ton to talk about because there's no one really running the team, so nobody really cares. But in reality, I think that if a new GM takes over, you sell the farm, you sell AGS, you sell Bailey. I don't know, maybe you don't because you have Glenn too. I don't know. You can go one of two ways. You can you can add using Bailey and Silva, but like they're never going to be a championship team as constructed. So either build around AGS and Glenn, or flip the other way and just get rid of everything and start from scratch because they have all they have their oh they don't have their pick in forty two. So maybe one more year, but they they do have their forty three and forty four. Great, didn't have to talk about them. Jazz, uh, they traded the seventh pick. For Bartel and Palmer, he's just adding assets. Bowman's a really fun player. Him matched with Bartel, it's going to form a fun little wing combo. Um, and he's got Marasco, who's a, a weird-looking wing player who doesn't shoot. So, you know, he's fighting through the, the rebuild process like like some of us. Um, I think he would might have been better served. I don't know. I like Bartel, so maybe just taking Bartel over seven and plus getting Palmer, who's not great, but, you know, it's another asset. Might have been better because who knows who he would have taken at seven with with the, some of the other guys gone. Probably Mason, who would have fit this team nicely. Uh, he's not taking Woods. I don't know that he would have taken Peters. So, yeah, all in all, not a bad haul for number seven. Um, it'll depend on what Bartel and Mason come out to. But I have the Jazz slotted as, uh, what did they win last year? 12. I'm going to do, I have fifth. I don't have anything written for them. We'll do 15 and a half. Um, good for three more wins on the season. Um, Thunder. Thunder have some defense. Um, talking to him this morning. Uh, Bombwell's going to have to score for them, and Marshall's going to have to score for them because he doesn't have a ton else. Like Fi- He has Faison at center, who that ended up being a nice switch because he needs the, the points instead of Bingham. Um, Peters, who might end up being the second-best player in that draft class. Red, who we, you know, we've already talked about as being somebody that is coveted league-wide. Um, so, yeah, he... His games are going to be low scoring. They're going to be much different than the past. Um, I was talking to him today. He's going to have to win. He, if he can score 98, 99 consistently, he's going to, he, he'll have a winning record. I don't know that he will, but his defense is really good with Garza, um, Peters, and Red down the middle. Um, Bombwell and Fajan's not terrible defensively either. So, um, I'm going to slot them in right right in between the Blazers and the Sonics. So it's going to be Thunder at 47 and a half. I think I'm way high on some of these. Like I think 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Suns, there's not much there. They have Cage. 
Bataglia, and I think that's pretty much it. I mean, he's got Graf, who I don't like, but whatever. He's a young player who might progress. Um, they won 16 last year, and they tried the first sim. I'm going to say 12 and a half, and I think that they will probably be the worst team in, in the league as a whole, especially because Cage is going to just shoot them out of games. 64-31 for three. Like he's just going to not be good. Um, but he doesn't need to be good, and, you know, Z can be patient for a couple seasons. Um, Kings. Kings have a weird-ass team right now. Um, pretty sure Baker's gone. So, as of right now, I don't even know what their roster, what their lineup looks like. Something like Prince, Divine, Callahan, Shoko, and I don't know. He's got two centers who I've never heard of. Um, so, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does um, if Divine leaves. This will be different. Like I think overall his win total, he's going to be better than the Jazz and the, the Suns, but I think eventually Divine moves. I'm going to put his win total at 23.5, and, and I would take the under. Uh, it's only that high because I don't know if, if Divine plays the first semi. He might end up with six wins that he, you know he – wasn't expecting. So let's see. My seeds. I actually have the Hawks 1, Knicks 2, Wolves 3, Blazers 4, Thunder 5, Sonics 6, Clippers 7, Heat 8, Nets 9, Warriors 10, Kings 11, Jazz 12, Suns 13. Um, clearly there's a lot of moves to be made and you know you can do a, a mid-season pod and kind of pick new new win totals. But, yeah, all in all, should be a, one hell of a season. Um, top five, my top five uh, title contenders are Raps, Hornets. Oh, God, it gets gross after there. Um, go Hawks. Ugh, I can't even. I can't put the Knicks there. I just, they don't have a bench. You know, if the... The thing is, like, yeah, there's really not a ton. I guess maybe the Raps are more of a favorite than than I thought. The Nuggets I'll put on that list just because I I just think whoever comes out. I think the Landros are the clear title favorites this year. So outside of the Hawks, I don't even know if the Hawks can compete with any of these teams. Um, yeah, wow. I, I, I don't even know who I'd put five. We'll put the Knicks, even though I'm not sold on that and that's more because they play in, in Maynard and you know two teams have to make the conference finals so but as far as winning it I think Raps, Hornets, Nuggets have much better chance than anybody in Maynard at this moment all right and I'm out